0: You're listening to a Frequency Podcast Network production. I would like you to keep in mind that I could find you a clip almost exactly like the one I'm about to play from basically every month for the past several years. Here's the average price of a home in Canada. Stands at close to $717,000, up 31% from last year. And that is the biggest annual gain on record. Those numbers should be shocking, but if you've been paying any attention, they're not. We've covered Canada's housing market, so has everyone else, and almost no place in this country has been spared. By now, there are hundreds of thousands of young Canadian families who simply assume that they'll never be able to afford a home, and they've moved their goal to instead finding a rental unit that's an actual house instead of trying to cram kids and a dog into a downtown apartment. So then, you would think something like this would be good news. Core says it will double the availability of rentals by renovating houses to create a second legal rental unit. Here's where it gets tricky. Core Development is the company that plans to purchase a billion dollars in family homes across Canada's hottest markets and convert them to rentals. On the surface, that could be a positive move. But anytime a company used to developing condos moves to becoming a landlord at scale, there are a lot of questions. What kind of rent does Core intend to charge for these units and will it price desperate families out of even the rental market? What kind of landlord service can a developer provide when it is managing thousands of unique homes at once, each with their own quirky history, needs, and individual tenants? What does a big corporation entering the housing market with a billion dollars do to the rest of the housing market? And if more rental units are so badly needed across this country, then why are housing advocates sounding alarm bells at the mention of this plan? It's hard to imagine Canada's housing and rental crises getting much worse, but certainly some smart people are convinced that this plan could do that. Why? I'm Jordan Heath-Rawlings. This is The Big Story. Rachel Younglie is the Globe and Mail's real estate reporter. Hello, Rachel. Hi. So we've actually covered this kind of story before from an American perspective. But now that it's arriving in Canada, maybe you could just take a moment to kind of explain what institutional house rentals are.
1: So generally in Canada, rentals, uh, home rentals are done by individual investors. So maybe your cousin or your mom or or, uh, just a a, a person with uh, just uh, two uh, rental properties and they rent um, those homes. Um, Institutional home rentals um, is more when a, a, a larger company takes it on on a larger scale. So similar to what this company core is doing.
0: What are they doing or at least what have they announced plans to do because it's it's unclear they haven't really done it all yet right
1: they have not they've just started so their short-term goal is to buy 400 properties and turn those into a thousand rental units so uh, right now they've uh, they're focusing on Ontario and they're going to be buying in eight cities they've identified eight Um, mid-sized Ontario cities, and um, they're starting to buy properties there. So that's their short-term goal. Their medium-term goal is to own about a billion dollars worth of single-family home rentals across the country uh, in Ontario, BC, Quebec, and Atlantic Canada.
0: What does core development usually do? Like, what's their normal business model, and how much of a shift is this for them?
1: Well, they used to be in um, the single family home building business, and then they switched to condo development. And so they've been doing mostly condo development for the past few years. They have 14 condo projects in the GTA right now.
0: What I'm wondering about is where they see uh, the profits in this deal, because Canadian housing is absurdly overpriced right now, right? And, and now is, uh, at least for normal people, not the time to buy these homes.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, you're you're correct. (laughs) Prices are very, very high, Um, and where they're buying um, in those um, mid-sized Ontario cities, um, those prices are up significantly um, over last year. So, I mean, their plan is to take each property and turn them into two rentals. So, if it's a detached house, they would build or renovate it so there is a basement apartment unit, so a two-bedroom basement apartment unit and a three-bedroom. Ground floor unit. So they'd be turning one detached house into two rentals.
0: How much money does that generate for them? Or how much are they expecting to get for it?
1: Right now, they're, they're the rent that they're charging, because they have started the program, they're charging around $1,600 for the basement unit and 2100 for the ground floor unit.
0: And the rental markets in the cities that they're moving into, what are they like?
1: The, they're tight. They have very low vacancy rates. Uh, which is similar to most of Canada uh, we have had a very low vacancy rate for decades uh, because there has been no new apartment buildings uh, being built so yeah they're, they're they're very very low um and there isn't there is just isn't a lot of new product so yeah they're going to a very tight market
0: what do housing advocates have to say about? uh this both as a, a move by core development group and I guess as as precedent for mm-hmm. this approach coming to Canada.
1: Housing advocates are very unhappy about this move. They've been tracking what they call the financialization of apartment units uh, and which is when big institutional investors go and buy apartment buildings uh, and then make small changes to those units and then, Uh, jack up the rent. Uh, So they see this as an extension of that. So the financialization of single family homes, detached houses, and um, they are concerned that their core is starting to turn single family homes and turning single family homes into a financial product.
0: I'm going to ask, I guess, kind of an unpopular question that's the reverse of that. If these rental markets are so tight, and we certainly hear um, things in Toronto and and many other big cities around Canada about, you know, the apartment units that are usually for rent are tiny and not fit for families. And these seem to be, you know, thousands of single family rental units coming on the market. And, And why is that a bad thing? Yeah.
1: I mean, you can look at it that way, too. That, that That's what Core says it's doing, is that it's offering affordable housing and larger units for people who can't afford to buy a house or people who don't want to live in a 500 square foot apartment. And so they are adding supply, especially if they're t- taking a house and turning it into two rental units.
0: So where does it cross the line, I guess, from turning into bringing more rental units on the market and... Uh, crossing that line in terms of being a bad thing when it happens at scale?
1: Well, it, I mean, it depends if you are a homeowner and you want to buy a house and you see a company with significant uh, funding, uh, lots of institutional money behind it, and they're competing against you to buy that house. So CORE is taking supply supply out of the market they're taking supply housing supply if you if you are a home buyer wanting to buy they're taking that supply out of the market. It's hard to know right in, 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 in Canada because it's they're starting at such a small scale but if we get to the point where uh, uh, the rents are uh, they raise the rents to a point where it's unaffordable then then that's that's that doesn't help with uh, providing affordable housing to even
0: people who can't afford to buy. Broomgate. Available now. Are there any regulations that would guide them in terms of how much of the market they can own, how much they can charge? You know, anything that's in place as sort of guardrails on something that, you know, as I mentioned, I might agree with on a small scale, but does seem like it could get quickly out of hand.
1: No, I mean, I would think that
0: pricing would... Keep them out of the
1: market to some extent. I mean, the going rate for a, a, whole, a house um, in in a lot of the smaller cities in Ontario is over five hundred thousand dollars. So that's that's a high bar to for entry. But no, there, there are no rules about um, there, there are no rules about how much you can own.
0: In the bigger picture, I mean, you also wrote this week about the ever rising percentage of homes in Canada that are controlled by investors. Now, would this qualify as a percentage of that? And how quickly is that rising? So that data
1: is a bit incomplete. So we we can't really say that it's been, uh, we, we can't look at it over a longer, a long period of time. We only have data from 2015. That data shows that around 20% of all home buying uh, is, is being done by someone that already has a mortgage on another property. So um, that, the Bank of Canada defines that as an investor. Um, if you look at core in that context, core is a very, very, very small part of that. It's They're not even, I mean, if you compare the number of properties they have bought so far this year, uh, which is, I believe, 75 properties, it's just a, such a tiny number compared to how many home resales uh, have taken place so far this year. I mean, it, it comes up to p- about 0.06% of all sales uh, in Ontario.
0: If this continues to proliferate as a strategy, and I realize there's all sorts of reasons that it might or it might not, what could it do to the actual real estate markets in the cities where, you know, core for now, but maybe eventually other uh, Mm -hmm. companies will enter?
1: Mm -hmm. That's difficult to know. Um, I spoke to one economist, David Rosenberg, who believes that if homeowners are forced to rent and they're no longer able to compete uh, in the home buying market that would help take some of the froth out of the market. So that would essentially take out competition and help slow the increase in home prices. So he thinks that it could slow down home price increases. That's one side. Um, It could also increase home prices because you have uh a well capitalized investor like core or any big investor going in and um able to buy houses properties w- without restrictions so they they just have deeper pockets than than you and I or or any any home buyer so in that respect it could increase home prices now core has said that they don't get involved in bidding wars so that's that's what they've said so far and i don't think it would make sense for them to get into a bidding war on, on houses that are o- over 500,000, 600,000 already.
0: This is going to sound like a joke question, but it's really not. How do you buy a house in Canada without getting into a bidding war right now?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's a um, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> uh, well, some of the properties that they're buying are duplexes and triplexes and there isn't as much demand for those, but that's a really small part of their portfolio. Um, they said that they are able to do some off-market deals, so they know uh, a lot of sellers in those cities know that they're looking, so they can quickly do deals. I, I mean, you know, you're right, you're right. I mean, most people <laughs> go into uh, uh, bidding wars uh, to buy property, so yeah, they 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 are involved in some, but um, they said that it's not. Most of them are
0: not. There's been a lot of reaction um, to your piece and, you know, to the media that's come out of it with, you know, as we talked about advocates speaking up, what do you think, A, and I'm, I'm asking for your opinion here, I know that there's no easy answer uh, to it, so, you know, feel free to, to say whatever you feel, but what do you think the average uh, Canadian who is hoping to get into the home market, you know, in the next two or three years and is saving for that down payment right now, what should they think about? Uh, you know what this says about what's happening to the market.
1: I have heard from readers and uh, people who are trying to buy a house or want to buy a house, and they're 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 very upset about this development because they they see it as a big company uh, with a lot of resources taking supply out of the market, taking the home that they could buy uh, out of the market. So uh, what should they think about this development? I mean, if, it, if, it, if prices slow down the way uh, David Rosenberg thinks they might slow down, then maybe the core development would be good for the market because it would slow prices down. Um, but if they add to the competition or increase the competition then, and prices go up, then it's, um, it'll be harder for them.
0: What's it like f- for you covering the housing market in Canada uh, over the last, you know, 18 months or two years? I mean, I could ask, you know, a decade or more, but like just we've done several episodes since back before the pandemic of just how quickly prices have risen and. And the discussion of whether it's a bubble or whether it's not a bubble. And then every time we come back to this story, uh, somebody else is looking to get rich off the housing market. You know, it's uh, it's quite a beat these days.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's been it's been really uh, crazy. And, there you know, there are a lot of people who are very upset and, and very angry because they can't buy. And when they try to buy, they're continuously outbid um, and and. And people who uh, earn over, you know, people who earn earn high high salaries, they can't get into the market because they don't have a high enough down payment. Like it's a, it's a um, it's a very intense beat, <laughs> and it's a very it, you hear lots of um, frustrations from from uh, home buyers and homeowners and and, and renters for sure.
0: One of the things we're talking about a lot these days is the specter of a summer or fall election. Uh, based on the folks who you're talking to about this story and other stories, do you think controlling the housing market or, or changing it in some way is going to be an election issue? And and how so?
1: Well, I thought it was uh, going to be part of the federal budget, and they, the federal government did um, very little in that Um uh so yeah i, I do think it's gonna be part um, of the conversation because uh, home prices have gone up so much uh and so quickly and um and rents are, are are so high uh in in the major cities or the major job centers like Toronto and vancouver um that yeah, so i i think I think that um uh, people are or the lawmakers are are forced to think about these issues and how to um um, make housing more affordable.
0: I know uh, you're not supposed to speculate, but if I talk to you again two years from now, do you think Core Development will be the only Canadian company in this business?
1: <laughs> it, it depends. We'll, we'll see how they do. Uh, it, it, they're, they're just they just started, and so yeah. uh, if if a lot of if if people are renting their properties and they're able to expand and 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 and, and bring their this model to other provinces. And do well. I think a lot of bigger, a lot of big investors will be interested, and they'll they'll try to to copy core. Um, I, I think, yeah. I mean, I, and they're going into markets where where rent is the rental vacancy rate is super low, so they they're not having a hard time finding people to rent their places.
0: I guess we will have to see. Rachel, thank you so much for talking to us about this today. Thank you. Rachel Younglie of the Globe and Mail. That was The Big Story. You can find more Big Stories, including, yes, plenty of coverage of Canada's housing crisis at thebigstorypodcast.ca. You can find us always, every day, on Twitter, at thebigstoryfpn. You can email us. Same deal, always, every day. I check the email every morning. I read them personally. The Big Story Podcast, all one word, all lowercase, at rci.rogers.com. And as ever... We are in your podcast player, be it Apple or Google or Stitcher or Spotify or Amazon Music or Pocket Casts or CastBox. And I forget the rest. I used to keep a list, but I don't anymore. I just assume we'll be there. Thanks for listening. I'm Jordan Heath-Rawlings. We'll talk tomorrow.